Well, hello everybody at Wolves Radio. Welcome to episode 246 of the Wolves podcast. In this little segment this week, we're going to be discussing the unsung trio. People who don't get enough credit sometimes, but they were magnificent in the 2-1 win over Aston Villa. So, today, you're going to be hearing a little bit more about Fabio Silva, Leander Dendonka and Marcel. Hope you enjoy. It was... um. It was a really big game because they needed to recover from that Leeds result and I'm so pleased that they did and really nothing short of a win and I would start to think that the European hopes were, were fading and fading fast. They've given themselves a fighting chance now, they really have with seven games to go and we'll come on to that in a little bit. But I want to discuss three players that I guess don't we don't really talk about too much on this podcast and I think that... They deserve, especially in this performance, and maybe just the way and their mindset throughout the season, um, some praise. It's a pleasure to really talk about about these guys because every week we're talking about Neves or you know Moutinho or Saar or you know Cody and, and Kilman and all these players who have obviously been fantastic. But the three that I've kind of picked uh, picked apart and, and picked out of the game was Marcel. Leander Dendonka and Fabio Silva. Now, Marcel, maybe people say, well, especially at the start, it was a little bit you know, negative and turning back, etc. But obviously influential in the second goal, which was the own goal. Great, great finish, by the way. Fantastic finish from <laughs> Ashley Young. Stunning top corner. But I think these three guys, let's talk about them a little bit. You know, Marcel at the start of the season, people didn't know how many games they were going to get from him. Obviously, had a, had a, had a dreadful season before, blighted by injury. And yes, he's had, he's had knocks, but he's definitely played more than I expect him to play this season. And on the whole, I think, Liam, he's been pretty dependable. So let's uh, let's talk about Marcel. He's obviously coming to the end of his contract here. Uh, but I think, on the whole, it's been a positive season for him and you know was very dependable. He could have gone a little bit more attacking. He didn't. He kept Marcel at left wing back in this game and, and I didn't think he, um, he let anyone down at all. Yeah, totally agree. Um, it's always a... Oh, maybe a concern again is, is is a harsh word to use, but it's always a concern when Aitnori isn't in the team, mainly because he's. I think you can probably pick one or two games out of you know two dozen where he's um, where he's been poor. He's been excellent this season, and at home against a rival, you you want to go at them, you want to win, you want to score goals, and it always feels like when Marcel's playing ahead of Aitnori that that is not the priority or that is. Not the ambition, and it's more of a you know keeping stock and keeping a clean sheet, and and in some ways it is you know Marcel off, off, offers very different characteristics than Nori does, but I think particularly the last two performances actually for Marcel, but talking about the Villa one, um, he's I think very very dependable is the word you use. I think it's it's bang on. Um, defensively solid, you know linked up nicely with with Kilman. Um, the communication was there. I think occasionally. Sight and Marcel have been sort of stepping on each other's toes in, in games where Wolves have been slightly poor um, and a bit hasty. And uh, I think they communicated well between the two of them. He, he got forward at, at times as well. It, it's not his forte, certainly, but it was a great cross, a, a superb cross for the, the own goal. Um, and he's just a, a pretty solid cha- uh, sorry, Premier League player. I don't think he's... I know he's played Champions League and, and played for good clubs, but I don't think he's a... You know, a type of player that's going to push Wolves on into the Champions League or, or into Europe, but I think he's a, a solid squad player that potentially could be a good option to keep hold of. Um, well, I was going to say that you know he was he's, he's was up at the end of the season, um, 
I guess if 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 I was a betting man, Keno, and you know that I'm not, uh, okay, maybe from time to time, I would say that Marcel probably wouldn't be at the club next year. But you know, there's seven games left, and he's going to have an important part to play, and maybe he could be that utility player where look, he's not going to be st- starting week in week out for Wolves, but you know, with five substitutes next season, he could be a useful bench option who can play in in, in a couple of different positions and and be that kind of swing from. Um, left wing back to left back to to, to centre left hand side of a centre if they go for three if they go for four if they go for five yeah he's versatile isn't he um, and I've always said that I felt he would be good at the on the, the left side of a back three but we've never really seen him there um, and it, it, it comes down really to the tactics and strategy for individual games which is something Bruno talks about a lot actually which I don't know whether fans have, have picked up um, because it's not the most exciting stuff, so it doesn't always get put out there by you know myself or the, or the fellow journalists. But he speaks about it a lot about the you know the, the decisions with each position and, and who he's going to pick, particularly in the forward areas and at wing back uh, and probably midfield as well. To be fair, with the, you know the, the strategy for how they're going to play against the opposition, uh, and that's why Marcel and Nori have sort of interchanged every so often. Uh, you know, Nori probably is or has been the preferred option just about after. The early part of the season before Marcel's first injury, um, but I think that you know for this season, I think they've been two very different but very good options. Um, and a fair play to Marcel because he had a very good start, I thought, to the season. Dipped off a bit, had his injury, and has had sort of peaks and troughs th- throughout the uh, the season. Um, but I think he's he's at a peak again now. I think he's he's playing very well. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he does keep his place. But then equally, and this is this isn't the most you know insightful analysis. But equally, it doesn't it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play the next game because it's the way Bruno's operating. And if he feels that Aitnori is the best option um, tactically. Uh, then, then he'll go with them. So it's it's a, it's a toss of the, the coin, really, at the moment. Leonard Donker, he's had his critics this season and in previous seasons, I guess. But with Ruben Neves injured, there needed to be someone, like we say, who really took the ball by the horns. And I thought he had one of his best games in a, in a Wolves shirt, to be honest, Liam. Not, ju- not just this season, but, but seasons gone by. And he really needed to do that against, you know, a, a, a top-class midfield and uh, that was where the threat was for Villa and I thought they curtailed it very well defensively and also pushed on was a threat going forward this is the kind of box-to-box midfielder that Wolves have been well that's there that's within Leander Dendonka but hasn't shown it enough and he needs to show it more often but there is a player there and it's about getting the best of him and I think that will give him the world of confidence going into the last seven games yeah I think the the main criticism from me and I've, I've said this all season really is that Leander is capable of a performance like that and games like that. Um, I think from the top of my head, it was Spurs away. Uh, he scored, of course, in that game as well. Um, and he was wonderful that day. Um, ironically, leading up to that game, he'd come in for quite a lot of criticism online as well. So uh, he, he was excellent that day. And the biggest criticism really is that those performances are few and far between with him. They've been too inconsistent. But we know it's in his locker. You look at the the clip that Wolves tweeted out today. And I remember watching this in real time and thinking the same thing. Um, the, the clip they put out today when he sort of, a bit of a, a spin, drives forward with the ball, sort of drives through three midfielders, uh, Villa midfielders, um, and just gets Wolves up the pitch, really. He, he's capable of doing that. 
And of course, we know that he's the preferred option in, from you know the options they've got in midfield to arrive later and to support the attack when they have played a three, for example. And of course, he had that chance in the first half that he sliced, probably should have done a bit better with, but he was getting into those positions. And then just the simple, the simple things, and he was able to keep it simple because of the help of Moutinho as well. But simple interceptions, simple square passes, but everything was was on point. Um, and that's the difference, really, because. We've seen Dendong have good games with difficult moments. We've seen him have a game like that and the Spurs one that I'm talking about. And then we've seen him have very poor afternoons as well. So it's good to see that he, he showed that on an important stage at the perfect time when Wolves are uh, missing Ruben Neves, of course. They, he just needs to do it consistently now. Um, and I do think he's got it in him. I think he's, what, 26, I think, off the top of my head. So there's no reason why there isn't still growth there for him. And I think, you know, the penny has to drop eventually. Um, perhaps this will be the, the catalyst for it. But, um, yeah, I, I think, again, he's he's a player that, for my money, I would keep hold of for Wolves. Um, I think they, oh, you know, I've said this all along, I think they need a midfield signing anyway. But um, I think, he, again, he's versatile. He, he has played centre-back uh, in the past, once or twice this season as well, actually. Um he can do that forward-thinking midfield role, and uh, I thought, yeah, he was—he was actually—he he deserves um, the props. I don't want it to sound too much like a criticism. I think it's just a, a realistic analysis, but he deserves credit for his performance. I thought he was excellent. It's a funny. Um, I mean, the end of Donka really since since he was signed. So it's been a funny career, hasn't it? Because, like you say, he has showed moments of absolute brilliance and and, and some fantastic games and scored. And, probably should score more often. I mean, he gets himself into some decent positions and it doesn't quite happen for him. So, you know, it is that kind of box-to-box midfield that Wolves are looking for. Um, and I've kind of I've kind of discussed a couple of times that he's, he's you know, West Ham's version, who is, Kino? West Ham's version of Leander Dendonka, who is? I'm putting you on the spot here. Well, I'm, I, I'm, well, I mean, I don't think... Sochek. I was going to say Thomas Sochek, but I don't yeah. think... Sochek's a lot... Better going forward. Yeah, a lot better going forward. Although he's had a quieter this season, quite quieter period this season of going forward. You know, he had a, he had a golden summer uh, last year, but at the same time, that's the kind of ability I think Leander Dendonka possesses. Now, it really, it's been from the very start because if you remember, they signed him I think for about twelve million quid, if memory serves me correct. And we're all expecting this this player to come in. And do you remember Nuno didn't start him for a long, long time because he came back and they said he was overweight and unfit and, and they were kind of disappointed with the way that he turned up to, to Wolves. And it took him a while to get back and get into the swing of things and, and get his place into the side. So he's never really had a constant at Wolves, has he? And I, I wonder if um, if maybe, maybe that's why he's suffered and maybe that's why we haven't seen the best of him because he hasn't really had... And look, that's not... That's not anybody else's fault, I guess, apart from Leander's. A real good run in the side where he's playing every single week, as in he's playing. He's, he's one of the guys on the on the team sheet. You know, like let's say Lester Tealmans is, is playing every week. You know, he's he's, he's he's one of your first names on the team sheet. He's never really had that at Wolves, has he? Can he do that? Can he break through? Does it depend on the formation that Wolves play? And if he does, can you know? Can you see him maybe signing a new contract and being? Uh, an, an, an option for Wolves in the next three to four to five years. Yeah, I think you remember this season as well. Um, the, the early parts of the season, it was exactly the same. Um, he didn't, aside from the cup games, he didn't really start or have a big um, a big role in Bruno's team for probably a good couple of months, if my memory serves me right. So, um, 
that's that's the probably the biggest problem for him. You're right. Is that he's up against Mitinho and Neves, and and even in big games this season where Wolves have played the two, um, you know, straight away I think of Man United away. That of course that one 0 win. Neves and Moutinho start that game. Um, he's he's always fluttered in and out of the side, uh, Dendonka. And unfortunately, I think it's that exact point. I think it comes down to formation. Um, unless, of course, there's an injury, which which is the case at the moment. That if Wolves are going to play a three midfield, he comes in. If they don't, ninety um, percent of the time, Moutinho and Neves are going to start. Um, for the rest of the season, of course, you know he's going to he's going to start I'd imagine all of the next few games unless Kundal is surprisingly thrown in um, in, a, in a midfield too but um, and, it, and he'll get that chance to to shine and I can see him staying you know for a good couple of years yet but I, I'm not sure he's ever going to be the the first name on the team sheet um, I, I just think his style the way Wolves want to play and the way they have played this season um I think he suits a uh, utility man, a man that they can depend on to come in when they need him. But I don't think he's going to be someone they're going to rely on regularly. And that's that's just my just just my opinion. I'd, I'd like to be proved wrong because I think, as you say, if he can show regularly what he did against Villa on Saturday, there's no reason why he can't um, he can't be an important player for Wolves. But I think it's it's always going to be the the nearly man is what it feels like. Mm. And last but definitely not least, a man of the match performance really, I think, and, and deserved a goal and thought he was going to score a goal in that first half when he absolutely rinsed England international Tyrone Mings. Um, Fabio Silva, we all talked about Raul and, and, and his two-game suspension and, and, and Fabio, we were hoping that Fabio was going to get the nod, but until we saw that team sheet come out, we weren't... We weren't sure where we could have gone with Huang. He didn't in the end. He went with Fabio, and I'm so glad he did. You need someone to to, to lead the line, and we've seen we've seen Fabio in and out of the side, of course, and we've seen the good and we've seen the bad Fabio. This was the good Fabio. This was a he was up for it from from ball one, I think, and I thought he produced an excellent performance, and he got a standing ovation coming off the pitch, and that's exactly what. I think this kid needs, and it's been a difficult start to his career, and there's so many reasons why. I think that there is a player there, I really do. I don't think any player sometimes you can say are going to ever earn you know, whatever they're worth, the amount of transfer fees paid, and, and it's difficult, I think. You're always going to have that on his back, regardless of wherever he goes and however well he does in whatever league. But just take him, take him as a young kid who's trying to learn his trade, who's playing top-class Premier League football. I thought he did a fantastic job on Saturday and has absolutely assured himself of a place against Newcastle. And to be honest, Liam, with the way Raul has been playing, let's be honest, beyond that, he could finish the season as the main striker in this club. He could. I don't think he will. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a fair point. I think, um, yeah, I was very concerned that he wasn't going to start against Villa I think I said that on here didn't I um, and I'm hoping the lessons have been learnt about playing uh, I think on the on the podcast last week I said Trincao Huang Pedence against Palace it was actually Neto rather than Trincao when I realised uh, my mistake afterwards but um, playing that front three Pedence as, as a false nine against Palace and it did not work at all there was no outlet at all no focal point I found that Fabio needed to play I tweeted that he deserved the opportunity, and I'm so pleased that he didn't make me look uh, didn't make me look silly 
by uh, by Saturday night because, as you say, excellent. The the best way to describe how he dealt with Konza and Mings, uh, particularly Mings, um, and also I suppose the, the the problems he caused them was he, he just bullied them, mm. which for a, a player of his age at nineteen he's quite a slight in frame, isn't he? Um, although I do think he's filling out. He, you know, he looks bigger and stronger than he did when he you know last season, but. He is still, you know, quite a slight um, kid. I mean, as, as Bruno said in the post-match press conference, he said, you know, he's got the same body as me. And I didn't expect him to be winning so many duels, but um, he did. He, he won headers. He had the ball at well. He, he, you know, linked up nicely with those around him. Played one beautiful pass for Trincao when he was thrown goal. He should have done better and scored with it. Um, of course, he had the through one-on-one. Sorry, himself when he just barged easily Mings off the ball who by the way had another stinker mm. um, barged him off the ball runs through on goal the criticism there is that he needs to open his body up onto his left foot um, where, where you know the majority of the goal is and the angle is from where Martinez's body position is but he goes with his right foot and, and kicks it pretty much straight at the keeper uh, so aside from that you know, aside from the fact he should have scored that's what, what he needed um, I think it would do in the world of good for, the, for his confidence having the standard ovation Having, uh, I think he, I forget the exact situation, but he won a corner basically through his sheer hard work in the second half, closing people down, and and the South Bank was singing his name. Um, little things like that, as a 19-year-old kid, is going to be huge for him. So, of course, goals are what strikers are judged on, and he needs to improve. Of course, he does. I think he did fairly well last season, considering he was thrown into it um, with with Raz's injury. But he needs goals. That's the biggest criticism. But it's baby steps and baby steps because of his age mainly. But he barely had any minutes. You got to remember that. You know, he's he's um, as Bruno said afterwards again. He you know he's the victim of really of these thirty games and that I've had to do so many different substitutions elsewhere, sort of enforced changes that he's not got Fabio on as much as he wanted to. But he got a deserved start, a very good performance, and he he has to start against Newcastle. And I hope he finds. That goal that um, that he needs because it will uh, again it'll just be another boost for him and I'm glad to see him doing well because I, th- I even when he was struggling and friends were criticised him I always felt there was something there with him um, he's not got any unbelievable outstanding attributes which sounds like a big criticism um, I, you know I think he's a good finisher but I don't think he's massively prolific his goal scoring will tell you that he's not massively quick um, but I think he's his intelligence on the field is starting to improve and I think he used his body perfectly against Villa and he'll get opportunities from that and he forced one, as I say, with the, the the Ming situation. Should have scored. But I just hope he gets that goal sooner rather than later. And for me, as I say, he starts against Newcastle and he's in the running to start after that if he has a good performance there. Can he, uh, can he score goals on a consistent basis in the Premier League? I think he can. I think um, he just needs to be more, th- more ruthless. He's had the opportunities too. He's had opportunities in other games as well and hasn't quite taken them. Um, it's that split second which I think comes in time and experience um, if you're a split second too slow Premier League defenders will beat you to the ball and mm-hmm. that's you know if a ball's coming into the box and it's sitting up for you on a, on a half volley for example it's a very specific example but it sits up for you and you delay or you take an extra touch when the chance is there there's not many players who can take an extra touch you know it's the like of your Neves for example who will take an extra touch and put it the other corner not many players can do that, and not many players can do that at 19. I think he needs that. That comes in time and experience, and I think once he gets up to speed, 
which I think he's getting there. I think the goal the goals start to come. Um, and I think yeah, I think he, he think he's very good at finding space in the box. I think he makes makes good runs, and if he's found, I think he'll score. Um, out of those three, Liam, who can you see playing the most between now and the end of the season? Marcel, Dendonka, and Fabio Silva. Um, well, it's good. Yeah, I think it has to be Dendonka purely because of Neves' injury. Um, I think we'll see more of Luke Kundal, but I don't think we'll see him starting two, three, four games in a row, for example. Um, of course, there's only seven left as well, so the opportunities are few and far between, and Wolves have got a lot to play for. So, yeah, I think Dendonka. Hope you enjoyed that little snippet for the full one hour and 30 minute episode. Make sure you log on to Express and Star. Dot com And of course, it's on all great podcast platforms, including Acast, iTunes and Spotify. Remember to follow me at Nathan Judah and Liam at Liam Keen underscore star. We'll see you next week. <laughs>